0: Imagine you're a servant for a well-to-do family. Okay, well-to-do doesn't even cover it. This family is filthy rich. They have over 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, and donkeys. Their estate is over 1,000 acres and is covered with many fields. The husband of the family, Judah, is a successful trader, and he trades with others in Israel and throughout the Roman Empire. Not only is Judah accomplished in business, but he's a kind man. He honors his wife, he treats his servants with respect, and if one of his children begins to act a little haughty, he swiftly corrects them. One day, Judah calls you into his office. I'm leaving to establish a new trade route between Jerusalem and Rome. While I am away, I am placing you in charge of all the other servants. You are to ensure my family and the estate are taken care of while I am away. But when I return, I expect everything to be prepared for my arrival. You are shocked by this sudden promotion, but you promise to lead the staff well and take care of his family while he's gone. After Judah leaves, you call a staff meeting to hand out assignments. Joanna will lead the kitchen staff. Lazarus will direct all the stable hands. Matthias will ensure the house and the ground stay in tip-top shape. You keep thinking of Judah's last instruction. How can you ensure that everything will be ready for Judah when he returns, even if it's in the middle of the night? The idea suddenly comes to you. You need a watchman. Simeon, come here. You have the most important job of anyone. You're going to be the watchman. When you see Judah in the distance, you must yell out the code word so everyone can be prepared for his arrival. Do you think you can do that? He agrees and asks for the code word. You think for a moment and then reply, snorkel platter. I'm Pastor Michael and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens where learning and obeying God's word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Chicken and Waffles. This is Pastor Michael. I am so glad you're here. I'm always glad to hang out with a bunch of preteens and maybe a few younger sisters and even a mom or a dad. I am so glad. Glad you're here with me. And I want to remind you that you can be a part of a future Chicken and Waffles episode by leaving me a 20 second voicemail about how you have obeyed Scripture. You know, you may have told someone about Jesus, you may have read the Bible for the first time, Uh, you may have served another family member, whatever it is. I would love to hear from you and maybe include you in a future episode. So what you got to do is go out to my website, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, click on the microphone there, and leave a 20-second voicemail that includes your first name, where you live, and how you obeyed Scripture. I would love to hear from you. Now, I've got a question for you. Have you ever tried to predict the future? Yeah, you know, it seems impossible, but one time I thought I could predict the future. Now, this was way back in 2008, all right, and I went to the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. So, I went to the Final Four. It was in San Antonio, and I went because I live in Memphis, and the University of Memphis was playing in the Final Four, and we were in the stadium for The championship game, and you know what? With two minutes left in the game, we were winning. We were winning, and you could feel the energy in all the crowd of all the Memphis fans that we that were going. Hey, we're about to win the national championship. We're about to win the national championship, and you know what? In that moment, with two minutes left in the game, I thought I knew how the future was going to play out. I thought we were going to win the national championship. But you know what happened? In the last minute, Kansas, who we were playing, they battled back. And then this guy named Mario Chalmers, I'm still not a big fan of his. As time expired, he drilled a three-point shot and tied the game. And then we went into overtime and we lost. We lost the national championship in overtime, even though we were winning with just a little bit of time left in the game. And you know what? That one hurt. That one hurt a whole bunch. And I didn't even watch ESPN for a month afterwards because I just could not handle the pain from that loss. And so I thought I could predict the future, but do you know what I found out? I can't even predict the future two minutes in advance much less anything further than that. But you know who can predict the future? Jesus can. And in all of Mark chapter 13, that's where we are today, he was telling his disciples what was going to happen before he returned at the end of time. And he told them things like wars and earthquakes and false teachers claiming to be the Messiah, and Christians would be persecuted, and the gospel would be preached to all the peoples of the earth, that all of those things would happen before he returned. But that leaves the question, what are we supposed to do before he returns? And so today we're going to read to Mark chapter 13, verses 34 through 37. Let's see what Jesus said there. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return. In the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone. Watch for him. All right, so let's ask our first question. What does it mean? That's our chicken question. Now, in this story that Jesus tells, he is represented by the master of the household. And just as the master gave his servants instructions, Jesus gave his followers instructions before he ascended back into heaven. Now, in Matthew 28, we call it the Great Commission, Jesus tells his followers that they are to tell other people about him all the way to the ends of the earth while he is gone. Now, just like them, Jesus has given us the exact same assignment. We are to follow the Great Commission today. Now, all of us have different assignments in how we're supposed to obey his command. You know, for example, I do this Chicken and Waffles podcast to ensure that you know about Jesus. Your mom, she may be a Sunday school teacher or your dad may make friendships with your neighbors to tell them about Jesus. But what about you? As a preteen, can you obey Jesus's command to tell others about him? Maybe you think you're too little or too young or not confident enough. But what I want you to know is that you can obey Jesus's command to tell others about him because everyone can obey that. You know, just like the servants in the story had to be ready whenever their master returned, we've got to do the same. And that includes you. It just didn't include adults like me or your parents or your teachers or things like that. It includes you as well. So that means that our main priority should be following Jesus's instructions no matter what. No matter what's going on in our lives, we should make his direction to tell other people about him our priority. So I want you to remember our big idea today is I am to tell other people about Jesus until he returns. And you know what? Doesn't matter what age you are, you can tell other people about Jesus. So that leads us to our second question. What should I do? Right? That's the waffle part, because I want you to remember that reading the Bible should affect the decisions you make and the actions you take. We should always be able to do something after we've learned from Scripture. So let me ask you a question. I want you to raise your hand, whether you're in your car and you're. In your room, or you're in your house, or in your backyard, or wherever you're at, I want you to raise your hand if you know someone who is not a Christian. Do you know someone like that? Maybe they're in your neighborhood, or your school, or on your sports team. You know, I'm betting you know someone who doesn't follow Jesus. So here's what you can tell them. And you know what? It doesn't have to be super complicated. You can tell them that first, sin separated them from God. And then second, that God loved them so much that he sent Jesus to die for them. And then third, they can know God by repenting of their sin and believing in Jesus. That's it. That's all you got to tell them. Hey, sin separated you from God. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus for you, and that they can know God by repenting of their sin And believing in jesus just those three simple things because that's what you did when you decided to become a follower of jesus so here's my challenge for you today okay my challenge before our next episode is i want you to pray and ask god to give you an opportunity to tell one of your friends about jesus and when that time comes you just tell them those three things doesn't have to be complicated You don't have to get full deep into it, because I know how conversations go between uh, preteens, right? But you can tell them those basics. And then you allow God, through his Holy Spirit, to work in the other person. God can use you to bring someone else into his kingdom. You're never too young to tell someone about Jesus. So I want you to talk with your parents about who you can talk to this week. Pray and then tell them those three simple things. Sin separated them from God. God loved them so much that he sent Jesus for them. And they can know God by repenting of their sin and believing in Jesus. Wow, this is one of those things that I would love to hear from you about. If you tell someone about Jesus, no, not if you tell someone about Jesus, when? When you tell someone about Jesus, will you let me know? Will you let me know? Will you go out and click on the, the link in the show notes that will take you to the, the website where you can leave a 20-second voicemail so that I can know how you have obeyed Scripture, no matter what it is. You may tell someone about Jesus. You may even make a decision to trust Christ and become a Christian, or you may read Scripture, or you may serve your annoying little brother or sister right, because whenever we obey Scripture, that's when we're becoming unique and unforgettable so i hope to hear from you now be sure to read mark chapter 14 before next time and answer our two questions in your journal what does it mean and what should i do remember every time you learn and obey god's word you're becoming unique and unforgettable just like chicken and waffles i'll see you next time